Podcast Universe, this is Gay-ish. The podcast that loves the sound of gay stereotypes being broken, and it sounds a little something like this. Boopity boop boppity bop bop. <laughs> the gayest sound of gay stereotypes being broken. <laughs> oh, I love it, but it's beautiful. <laughs> um, we did not plan that, and I... I put you on the spot with my finger. Yep, you should finger me more often. <laughs> uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And finger today... you to get a boop. <laughs> out of you. Today... Um, we're going to talk about YouTube censorship. We're going to talk about YouTube censorship. And... Oh, dirty fuckers. Dirty motherfuckers. We don't care, but... Oh, no, we these do get posted on YouTube. Oh. I... They don't Whatever. Care. Yeah. We're not interesting enough to like be worth exploring, I don't think. Um, and I'm really excited. We are going to to talk about censorship. We're going to start with a specific example that happened recently. So to help us do that, we're going to have gay porn star Calvin Banks and uh, Davey Wavy on the show. Yeah. So that's coming up in a little bit. It's kind of weird to me that like we hang out with Davey Wavy. Yeah. We're just like... Like on the reg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Like four times is like... Yeah, we're pretty much besties. He's going to be my best man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> He's my emergency contact. I'm not threatened at all. Okay. Um, but first. First. New. Oh, wait. Oh, no. I have a thing to say. Okay. Uh, thank you to our new patrons on Patreon. Patreon, my dick. It's Patreon. You know, um, I'm better when I'm already drinking when we start recording. And you have been for, boy, a little bit now. Um, so thank you to patron uh, members Kevin Tuvey and Ryan Easterly. We appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate you and your money. And mostly we appreciate your money. And Kevin, I'm sorry that we couldn't hang out last night or the night before last, but I was not feeling well at all. And like, this is a very personal message. Also, mom, if you're listening, <laughs> can you get some milk from the store? <laughs> I probably need it. Okay. <laughs> um, and, okay, a little bit of a correction. Yeah. Do you... I, I mean... I was going to talk about it. Yeah, too. Okay. I think if it's the same thing. Yeah. The, okay, so vlovelanguages.com <laughs> is the right website, because if you go to the actual one of the actual book, you're supporting a fucker. Wait. Oh, wait. There's a different one that's the actual one? Okay, so... <laughs> you no, I didn't. dick face. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, no, I really got confused by what you said. I mean, the website is fivelovelanguages.com. But, like, spelled with a Roman numeral V, right? But with the Arabic numeral five oh, at the beginning. No, Exciting opportunity. vlovelanguages.com doesn't, it doesn't appear to be owned by anyone. Oh my God, let's park it right now. <laughs> Wait, did they just domain. lose it? Did, what, did that used to be a site? Now they just lost their... I'm getting very Kyle, confused. No, I can't. What's happening? V Love Languages? No. What's the actual site? The official site? Five. Oh. Lovelanguages.com. Oh. Got it. The number five. Not in a V, just in a five. Correct. Okay. Uh, okay. But V .com might be available. We should buy it now. Okay. Great. Um, or, or we should let one of the Gage Agenda members buy it and see what they come up with. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> the author of that book is super Christian, is not affirming of gay people. Yeah. Has 
offered advice to parents about how to deal with the tragedy of having a gay child. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm torn about this. Like I said, our Facebook group, we had a big discussion about it in our Facebook group, yeah. facebook.com slash group slash gayish podcast. Nice. And um, I, I'm, I'm torn because I, despite the fact that this person is clearly a fucker, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean that his ideas are also fucked. Yeah. Terrible people sometimes say smart things. That's right. Yeah. Well, so like, uh, but I think the important thing is, yes, we can learn from, you know, even though it came from someone terrible, we can, I think it's a helpful thing to think about, way to think about your relationship, but like, let's not buy his book or go to his site or like support him in any meaningful way. Yeah, exactly. So uh, go to whichever site is not the real one, because I'm still a little bit confused about that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go to the real one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, sucks. But, but do think about your own love language and the love language of your potential partner and don't do unto them as you would have them do unto you, but do unto them as they would have you do unto them. And if if all else fails, just buy them a puppy. Surprise puppies. Surprise puppies. They can the never fail. Best. It never <laughs> best goes badly. Yep. <laughs> Always works out. Perfect. Well, that's my love language. Surprise puppies. Mm-hmm. It's, um, a, it's a lesser known sixth <laughs> love language. Five and a half. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so wah wah. Uh, do you want to talk about news then? I don't know. Do Did I? you have a. <laughs> oh, no. God, there's some interesting. I know at least one story that we're going to talk about. There's so much happening. Let's talk about that one story. So, okay. okay, so on last week's show, we talked about Jesse Smollett, or was that two weeks ago? You know. In recent memory, on a recent <laughs> episode of Gayish, we talked about Jesse Smollett, who's the guy that is an actor on Empire that was jumped and hate crimed in Chicago and. So, called slurs uh, regarding his race and his sexual orientation. Correct. And had a rope put around his neck and an, a substance Burp. of unknown nature poured on him and um, beaten. Yeah, I mean, like, it's probably the start of a superhero movie. Like, that yeah. substance is poured on him. He transforms, becomes something. Even gayer. Even gayer. <laughs> is, that's his superpower. Even gayer. Yeah, and now everyone he touches turns gay. Like the Midas touch, but it's like the Midas touch. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, that was episode 105, which is uh, two weeks ago, about work. 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 Work, 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 work. You don't want to okay. go to work, 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 <laughs> work. <laughs> what? Work it. Um, okay. So, <laughs> Poison. <laughs> Poison. Yeah. Um, okay, so the Chicago Police Department uh, had two suspects in custody, uh, questioned them, and um, has released them without charging them. And the reason is because, quote unquote, new evidence has come to light that Jesse Smollett actually arranged for that to happen and that he paid like, for it. Arranged to be attacked. He, yeah, he paid them to attack him. Is this confirmed for, for or the press? That's the thing. The evidence, as near as I can tell, has not been released at all. Mm. The police have released those two suspects, but have not released whatever evidence that talking to them has uncovered. I feel like it was just like they said that he... One of the two brothers, because they were brothers that were arrested, uh, one of the two brothers did work briefly on Empire, so there is a personal connection there that Mm -hmm. sort of lends credence to the idea that there's a connection there that that Jesse could have... um, utilized to to arrange for this kind of a thing to happen but or it also could indicate that that person knew him and wanted to attack him because of you know whatever yep shitty person he is yep 
Yep, yep, yep. Uh, uh, Chicago detectives, quote, have additional investigative work to complete, um, which is part of the reason that they're not releasing more information because they're not done yet. Um, but the, the Smollett camp still stands by the original story. Quote, as a victim of hate crime who has cooperated with the police investigation, Jesse Smollett is angered and devastated by recent reports that the perpetrators are individuals he is familiar with, the statement read. He has now been further victimized by claims attributed to these alleged perpetrators that Jesse played a role in his own attack. Nothing is further from the truth, and anyone claiming otherwise is lying. Hmm. Wow. That so, developing story? Is this a story to watch? This is a story to watch. At, at the same time, like, if he is, if he, if, if he's lying, if he paid those jokers to, like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, he... Like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? I feel that? like you'd do that for, like, the publicity. Like, you... I mean, I guess I'd let somebody punch me in the face for a lot of money. But, but like... But he's giving up money. He's not getting money. Oh, like, you mean, like, then they get publicity and then they... Yeah, like, if I could pay... If I could pay... If I could pay above $100 to punch you in the face and it would make <laughs> gayish famous, <laughs> would you ha- ask me... You would do that even if like it was just a Tuesday and it had no impact. I mean, the real the real question at that point is cash or check. I think. (laughs) Do you, Mister Bum, accept credit? (laughs) Um, I mean, not saying that this is what happened because clearly we don't know. But like, I don't know. The only reason I could think of doing that is to get the publicity and the uh, kind of you know outreach of support from as like a what is that like is it munch munchausen's where you like the attention from being sick yes so like it could be like a weird form of that or it's not true and he really was the victim of a hate crime i feel like in these this kind of situation you have to side on like believing the victim uh and i mean explore all options but for now before anything while things are not conclusive yet just side with he is the victim of some kind of attack. Yep. Yep. And he still vehemently denies that he, that he, yeah, he's like, I was a victim of the attack. Like that. Yeah. The, the official statement is really clear that, that he he's does, saying no. Yeah. It's fucked up, Kyle. Shit's fucked up. Um, okay. Can we move on? Yeah. This is an old story. This happened, um, uh, two years ago and a Canadian man tried to enter the United States. He was selected for secondary inspection at customs in Vancouver, coming into the United States, right? Did I already say that part? No. But. A Canadian man was coming into the United States. He stopped at the border in Vancouver. Okay. Um, it's not Vancouver. I don't know why they said that, but... Um, oh, customs. Ha <laughs> ha. It was an airport. <laughs> we live so close to Canada that I just assume if you're going like in and out of Canada, it's by, t- by train or you're driving. Yeah. Most people go by plane. Yeah. Funny that. <laughs> um, anyway, he was, sec- he was selected for secondary inspection at customs, pre-clearance in Vancouver. During the screening, an officer took possessions, including his phone and computer, and demanded all of his passwords. He gave them to the customs officer, U.S. Border Patrol, for the win. (laughs) It included the passwords to his dating apps. So, oh, he said, quote, I was scared, so I gave them the passwords and sat there for at least an hour or two. I missed my flight. The officer came back and just started grilling me. Is this your email? And it was an email attached to a Craigslist account for sex ads. He asked me, is this your account on Scruff? Is this you on BBRT? Which is bareback RT, I guess. Anyway, he read a message on Scruff and was particularly interested in 
The officer thought the message, I'm looking for loads, <laughs> meant the traveler was looking for cash in exchange for sex. <laughs> oh, straight people. Yeah. Um, yeah. He tried to explain, no, I just, I just, I just want buckets of cum. I just, I just want lots of cum. It's <laughs> an uncomfortable conversation to have with a security officer. Yep. yep. That's payment enough. Like <laughs> it's, it was like Kavanaugh trying to explain to the court, like, yeah. or the, explain to Congress what, what, like what he meant what? by all these things in his yearbook. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, anyway, he accepted an offer to not travel to the U S in exchange for not being barred from entering the country for life. Hmm. So like that one time he was like, okay, maybe I won't go to the U.S. right now, but I can still do it in the future. Yep. Man, the price of loads. Yep. The price of loads. <laughs> then he tried to come back into the United States again. This time he wiped his phone. They denied him entry into the United States and said, quote, next time you come through, don't have a cleared phone. What? <laughs> he said, you're a suspected escort. You cleared your phone. It's clearly because you're hiding it. No, you can't come into the United States again. That's anyway. I think I think that people have this mistaken idea that border patrol agents aren't fuckers, <laughs> and they very much are. Mm. Uh, they're. I mean, not all of them. Not <laughs> hashtag not not, not, not all, all border, border agents. agents. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they can. I mean, they have so much power over like this important thing of like can i travel so listen my dad's a retired cop and i feel bad when i say things like this because i genuinely do not believe that it applies to my father hmm. and because of it i know a lot of cops and goddamn near all of them are insecure little boys who are just looking for ways to feel bigger hmm. and it's really horrible i hmm. think that so much of police brutality the way that they treat suspects the decisions that they make about who to pursue and not so much as of that is just driven by insecurity and bullying behavior. It's really, really sad. Hmm. Wow. What? I mean, everything's awful. Everything is awful. <laughs> Everything is fucked when you live in the States. Uh, okay. Uh, next? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, this is the last one that I have, and then we can move on to whatever other shit we're going to talk about today. <laughs> um, on Saturday Night Live this weekend, on Saturday, Don Cheadle was the host, mm -hmm. and he went introducing musical guest Gary Clark Jr. Who the fuck is that? Hmm. Anyway. Some he, dude's son. They came back from commercial, and he wore a, a, a shirt that said, Protect Trans Kids. I saw this picture floating around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he stuck to the script and did not reference the message, but he clearly stood with his arms behind his back so that mm. it could be read. And um, I just think that it's really, it's really, really awesome that he would do that. It's using the time and position and power that he has to help promote a group that needs the support of everyone even beyond people in that group so that's awesome yep absolutely absolutely especially because trans kids are kids yeah and people are so fucking shitty about trans shit that they somehow think that that trumps the fact that these are fucking children yeah i it's so crazy i keep thinking of like this exchange where someone's like oh like your name is kathy and it's like well yeah that's what my birth certificate says but i go by sarah and someone being like no 
well, your birth certificate says Kathy. I refuse to call you Sarah. It's Kathy. Like, yeah. like that's the same thing of like use male pronouns. And it's like refusing to do it. It's like if someone says, call me by this name, you call them by that, that name. Like you don't call me by my name, call bitch. Me by my name, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it just like, why do you get to decide what gender pronouns someone else uses? Because, because Jesus, use, Kyle, I know she, it's just, always goddamn Jesus. Jesus cares so much about genitals. So much. That's yeah. So, so much. So much. This took a turn. <laughs> Don Cheadle, thank, thank you oh, yeah. <laughs> for wearing a t-shirt that said protect trans kids on national television, even though it was for an artist I've never heard of before. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you. And I appreciate your efforts. Yeah. And. And go trans youth. Go trans youth. Um, are we talking about YouTube censorship? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Don't. It just is so upsetting. It's so mm. upsetting. See, this is a real, yeah, it for sure is. Um, yeah, so I've, uh, this is something I've kind of heard a little bit about, but didn't really understand until us doing this research now. So like, I've kind of heard the like general idea that YouTube is kind of discriminating or censoring LGBT creators. Yeah. I didn't really know like, why is that happening? What's going on? Um, so I'm excited to kind of like, both understand it for myself and then break it down for other people to, you know, who are in my position too. Yeah. Yup. Um, so I think to start off, we're going to talk to, I was almost going to say Calvin Klein. That's not his name. Calvin Banks. We're going to start off by talking about talking to Calvin Banks and Davey Wavy about uh, a recent story that happened to them last week. Okay. Yeah. Should we do that? Yeah, I'm a little disappointed that apparently, like, we're not going to see Calvin mm. or his penis. We're just going to hear his the, voice, yeah. and that's fine. I mean, it's just it's up to you to to. I did. You okay. do. You imagine? I will. You okay. I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good. Good for you. And you at home, go look him up, and that way you can imagine the 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 beautiful man that's voicing his words through his mouth. Face soul. Face soul. Yep. Do you, do you want to take a break and come back with Calvin Banks? Okay, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Yeah. Motherfucker. That's Motherfucker. Me. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We are back. We're back. We are here <laughs> with uh, Calvin Banks and Davey Wavy. So uh, welcome, Calvin. Thanks for being on. Of course, anytime. And Davey, hi again. Hey. <laughs> hey girl. Um well we're really excited to talk to both of you. Um, you know, Davey, you posted a video to your YouTube uh where Calvin talks about his father abusing him growing up. You can go watch the v- YouTube video on Davey Baby's channel. We're going to start though talking to you, Calvin, a little bit more about what we saw in that video. So I think it's really amazing that you are willing to talk about that on a YouTube video and on this podcast. So thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, I'm, I've, I've always been an open book and I've always wanted to tell my story. So this is just an opportunity to. That's awesome. And so I know you mentioned in the video, uh, you had 
told some of your family, including your mom, um, about the abuse? Yeah, um, initially it was just family knew about it, but then as I went to therapy, because my mother was very quick to get us into therapy to start addressing the problems that it had caused, mm-hmm. um, after getting into therapy and learning to accept it and be comfortable with it, I was very forward with my friends, um, and even strangers at times, too. I, like, I've always been such an open book, and the therapy that I attended really helped me to get to a place where I could comfortably talk about it. And that's why I was able to be so forward in Davy's video, um, because I, I've, I've been talking about it for so long now. So is the YouTube video then the biggest like place that it's been out there for people to hear about? Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I'm sure I've, I've talked to a couple of fans idly here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's definitely the largest platform that my view uh, story has been actually put on. And I'm curious to know, like, when that went up, did you get any kind of response? Was it uh, the same as you were used to? Anything new come out of that? I, I will, I'll be honest with you, I was so, so nervous about the release because I was, I mean, I've, I've, I've known the story myself for so long, but I've never had it put on a platform like that. And so I anticipated a good response because I've been in the industry for long enough to know that my fans support me wholeheartedly yeah. and that an opportunity to, to show them a deeper side of myself is what they all want. Um, so I anticipated a, a, a good reaction, but of course there's that, that, that thought, that inkling of could this go bad and how could it be interpreted? But no, I was, I'm, I, I was pleasantly surprised by getting absolutely zero bad, um, response to the video. Aside from like the occasional YouTube comment that was like, don't read the comments. Oh, this kid's fucked up. I mean, but we're all a little <laughs> fucked up. So that, I guess I wonder what people that would comment that are trying to like what's the point of them po- posting that what's the point of it i think i think it goes into just being internet trolls we've seen it for years as long as the internet's been there they're just trolls yeah yeah they don't care about people or feelings they just want to get a reaction so yeah they're fun to read <laughs> you said you've gotten in general good responses what kind of things have people uh, been saying when they bring it up to you um uh, the word brave has been used a lot like a lot, a lot, a lot. Everybody says that I'm very brave. And, and I don't dispute that or the claim that like people who come out about their stories are brave. I just feel like for me, having been so open about this for so long, um, I don't feel particularly brave by like, coming out and talking about it. But, um, but that was one description. Another one has been um, an overwhelming amount of messages of people coming to me and saying, this happened to me as well. Or this person, like I've been through some type of similar trauma. Um, fans that I have known for two to three years that I've been in the industry sharing this information with that I've talked to for this entire time have never told me this. And after this came out, they shared that with me, things I never knew about them. Um, so, you know, the amount of people who are comfortable with sharing their story with me was overwhelming. You know, there, there are a lot of like conservative asshole fuck faces out there in the world that, that would say that, uh, it's that abuse that made you gay or that made you want to go into porn. Have you have you encountered anybody hitting you with that message at all? So I've never been hit with that message aside from when I put that message in my own brain. Okay. So when I was, you know, seven, eight years old and that abuse happened and then I got older and realized that I did like men and I was a proud gay man for a long time, for like a really long time, actually, um, throughout my childhood until I got into probably graduating high school, um, I thought wholeheartedly that my dad's abuse as a child is what turned me gay. 
Oh, wow. And, and, and because after my father's abuse became, uh, like, started, like, a string of, like, you know, kind of weird, random sexual events with me and, like, random friends or whomever it may be. And for the longest time, I really wondered, is was it the abuse that made me gay? And, like, had my dad not engaged me in that way at, at, at such a young age, would I have been able to actually start and maintain a relationship with a woman? Yeah. And so I, I, I went up against that a lot. And it wasn't until much more recently that I, I really accepted the fact that we are born this gay. I have a t-shirt that I got when I was like, oh, God, I don't know, 11 years old. And I still have it, this skimpy little thing. And it says, born this gay. <laughs> and it really is true. It took me a while to really to realize that and accept it. But yeah, so that, that, that thought process has gone through my head. But it was never put there by anybody else. Okay. Well, I, I mean, it's a good thing that you're in therapy. It's a good thing that everybody's in yeah. therapy if they're in we, therapy. Like Mike that. and I are in therapy <laughs> every other day, it feels like. But um, <laughs> and it was interesting in the video, you even talked about, um, like, what was it trying on, like, pink panties? And you were, and then, like, after that, you said, I was born this gay or I was born gay. Bitch, at five years old, I should have known better because at five years old, I was putting on a pink song it was my it was my new thing i loved it <laughs> do, you, do you still own any pink thongs that you like to wear okay so they're not pink but i do have a metallic gold one Ooh. and the newest edition has been a versace one so now we're now we're stepping up in the game a little bit oh I yeah, like it. yeah. Um, you did mention even though um you do say that you you know you were uh, born gay now. Um, you did talk about how your father's abuse made you more sexual at a younger age. Um, yeah. So I'm curious to hear, at least on the side of the like becoming a porn star, do you think that abuse influenced you to become a porn star? I feel like normally I'd say yes, but I think I think a lot of a lot of the factors pushed me to become a porn star originally were just the financial aspects of it. Um, I'd been a really hardworking CNA. I was working 70, 80 hours a week, and then I lost my license, and I wasn't able to drive anymore. So it was really more opportunistic than anything else. The abuse de definitely did make me a much more sexual child. Like, I, I lost my virginity at 13, um, and before then were just, like, you know, occasional spurts of random sexual activity, simply because I knew what it was, and I knew what the action was. Yeah. Um, and then from 13 on, I mean... I progressively became more and more of a self-proclaimed hoe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, and yeah, and then came porn. I wouldn't say that my, my dad's abuse influenced me getting into porn. Um, I think it definitely put me a step ahead of everybody else because I was already sexual at such a young age that getting into porn, I didn't have to learn how to suck dick. I didn't <laughs> have to learn how to eat ass. I didn't have to learn how to treat my bottom right. Like, I knew what I was doing already. Yeah. So in a way, I could thank him because he kind of helped me. That's a really interesting thing to be able to say <laughs> about your dad. Do you is that a joke, or do you actually think he <laughs> it it helped in a certain way? Um, and yeah, and it, I mean, like, if it doesn't help, it probably hinders. So I'd rather think it helps. I mean, <laughs> I just think that by being such a sexual being at such a young age, I, I learned very quickly what other people like, and that's what I pride myself in, especially when it comes to the, the porn I film. I pride myself in, you know, the, the content I film being authentic. The sex I have on camera is still very much so real sex. When I got into the industry, I thought there was a stigma about, you know, porn on camera is all fake sex. No, not for me. Like, I have very real, very amazing sex. I just filmed a scene today. 
that took five hours, but we still had a great time. So, man, so yeah, I, you're I a trooper, help. like 20 minutes max in my book. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish. On, a, on, a, on a good day. It's three hours on my, on my worst day. It's six or seven hours. Okay. When you say your worst day, like what, what are the things that happen that make a bad, like porn day? Oh, it's, it's everything. Sometimes you wake up and you're just having a bad day. Like, I thought I was going to have a bad day this morning because the water pressure in the shower, I was showering, it was so bad, and I kept shutting off, and I was thinking, damn, my scene's going to be awful today, but it actually turned out to be really well. No, um, a big thing of it is your scene partner in the environment that you're in. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact that I've been working with Cocky Boys for so long means I'm so comfortable with the filming environment. We have a single videographer. Um, RJ Sebastian, he's the owner. He's one of the owners of the company, and he does all the shooting. It's just him, the scene partner, and myself. So it's just the three of us. It's very personal and very comfortable. And um, as for the other aspect, it's really about the chemistry. If you have good chemistry with with your scene partner, then the scene is gonna. It's just gonna flow. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be artificial or fake. You just, it just flows and it's beautiful. It's also really good when a bottom can take a dick. So. <laughs> I just won favorite cock at the 2019 Gavian Awards, which is really exciting because it was fan voted. So the fans are the ones that gave it to me. Congratulations! And wow. My yeah, but to get recognized, you gotta have like at least an above average dick, which I can proudly say I have an above average dick, which is great until your bottom can't take your above average dick. Yeah. And then if you're filming with them and you gotta go through three hours of them not being able to take your you know, above average dick, it just it just makes for a lot more work than it should be. So a, a big part of it is just your scene partner, the environment, how you're feeling that day. There's so many aspects that go into it. Interesting. I um I also like how you talked like the just the way you are even able to be not only be open but like make jokes about uh the abuses <laughs> i mean you mentioned in the video a line i wrote down uh you tell some of your friends whose dads left them uh your dad didn't love you enough my dad loved me too much um which true. um what what about humor what like uh, there are people that are not able to either joke about uh things like abuse um or don't find those things funny. So I'm curious, just how, like, how is it that you use humor? Why do you think that is a way that you're able to kind of express yourself in spite of what you've been through? I mean, I feel like me, like anybody else, I wouldn't say it's a defense mechanism, but it's a coping mechanism. I mean, I've, I've been through it. I've suffered through it. I've done, gone to therapy to cope with it, to deal with it and accept it. And I'm at a point now where it doesn't, affect my life outwardly like in any negative or positive way really it's just kind of numb to me so i can laugh about it because it doesn't it's not triggering to joke about Hmm. i can i can see a a clip of abuse on tv or something and i don't i don't have a panic attack or it's not triggering to me i'm very comfortable with where i'm at has that always been the case or is that a place you've had to get through over time um i think because the abuse started at such a young age and I think because my mom got us into, particularly me, into therapy at such a young age and got really like got ahead of the damage that could have been caused, I think for a while now I've been able to laugh about it. Um, and I think that also contributed to why I was able to consciously know that Davey was filming a documentary and for me to choose that, okay, 
this is what my documentary is going to be about. This is going to be the opportunity for me to actually tell my story instead of just talking about it. So I, I think I think it, um, I've just been comfortable with it for a long time, but I'm just I'm okay with it. So talking about the the video now, the documentary um, when YouTube like basically shut down the video when they turned it off. Oh my god! Did so quick after they put it out. Did, did what was your what were your feelings or reactions to that? Um, well, I think my first feelings were in the same way as Davy, where it's where understandable that the that the title and the tags could spark a conversation about it or maybe you know pique some interest but there was nothing bad about the video in the meat of it or or even in the title at all like it was catching but so i mean my immediate thought went to censorship and i thought it wasn't fair because all of my other co-stars had these amazing intimate videos come out about themselves so why is mine getting shut down simply because it it catches the eye hmm. so um i was kind of upset because i mean Max Adonis' video is at 4 million views. I'm trying to get to 5. Let's go. <laughs> Do you think it is about the abuse that you talked about that's the reason they took it down? I mean, my first uh, thought was that it was the title. I mean, my mm. dad was my first blowjob. Boom. Porn. Yeah. But like, but but not really though. And that's why they need to look, they, need to, they can't just randomly suspend the video. They need to look into it. They need to actually browse the contents of it. To me, it didn't, it would have caught my eye, but it didn't strike me as something that if I were, you know, even just like a, a heterosexual male scrolling through YouTube as something that I would need to report. Yeah. So, you know, I was upset by it, but I also know that Davey's been in the YouTube community for, you know, God knows how long and that ideally he has the pull to get it, to get it put back up because I knew that the video didn't contain anything that violated guidelines. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it. There's so much content out on the internet. There's just so much, and a lot of bigger companies, they do so much automatically because it would be impossible for them to have actual like staff that would go and 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 look into it. And it's really unfortunate because it tends to skew towards excluding queer people. And um, it's it's really un unfortunate to hear that that your story, which is super important and something that people should hear, got targeted that way, right? Yeah, and I can understand the automatic thing for smaller subscribers but Davey is a literal iconic YouTuber he's been I, I like I watched Davey Wavy growing up back when I was like I mean I'm only 21 now I'm about to turn 22 but I was watching Davey back when I was like 11 or 12 years old yeah. so it's insane to me that somebody with so much recognition and just so much behind them could still be um, you know flagged like that and yeah. taken down like yeah. that it's like it was He's not just some random new subscriber who got on who got on YouTube trying to post some random porny video. Like he's an <laughs> actual icon. He's done so much. So it, I think that was more frustrating than anything as well, knowing that like they censored him, someone who has pioneered things for the gay for the gay culture and the LGBTQ community. Yeah, absolutely. And then yeah, he did definitely like. Sounds like we'll talk to Davey more in just a second, but went to bat on getting the video posted and making sure your story was out there. So, uh, which, yeah, I think all of us are really happy that that is up there for people to see. Yeah. So you mentioned that a lot of uh, people had reached out to you and said they uh, went through similar similar abuse. Is there any either advice or something that you would want to say to other people who have experienced what you've experienced? 
I, I almost hesitate when it comes to giving advice simply because every situation is always different. Like my situation was so unique compared to someone else's abuse situation. Like I would love to say, I mean, like I wouldn't say get caught in bed with your cousin like I did and that's how the abuse came out. But I definitely had a support system there that I knew I could go to. And it, it, it's obvious that so many gay people don't or, or even, you know, heteros, hetero people who have have suffered abuse they don't necessarily have that support system that's a tough one i would just say find the people you trust and the people you love and confide in them and then work together as a group like the only reason i made it as far as i i did and the only reason i'm as comfortable with myself as i am today is because i had a support system i had people there who loved me and praised me and cared for me every single day and always were there Oh, I'm not going to get emotional because I don't do that, remember? But, <laughs> yeah, um, right. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's about your support system. Find a family. If you're gay, build your family. If you're straight, well, come on, you're straight. Is it that hard? <laughs> but, no, really, it, 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 find, find a support system. That's what did it for me. Find a friend group, a family group, everybody. That's great. That's the best I could do. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. So, uh, Calvin, before we let you go, um, I wanted to let you know on the podcast, we always ask uh, ourselves and any guests that we have what the gayest thing about them is this week and what the straightest thing about them is this week. Um, I'm putting you on the spot, but do you have an answer for those? <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to start with the straightest thing. The straightest thing I did this week, week was eat Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like, or I felt like a, a gay top, but it felt much more hetero than yep. anything else. <laughs> um, the gayest thing I did this week was just, oh, God. Well, I didn't drink this week, so we know I didn't do anything crazy gay this week. Because the more <laughs> I drink, the gayer I get. Um, Don't we all? Oh, God. I mean, I just filmed a scene today, and it's a gay scene for gay porn on Cocky Boys. Everybody should subscribe. Um, that was pretty gay. That's pretty was, gay. That, that was a whole, you know, um, what's it called? A cream pie and, like, you know, deep throat nonsense. Wow. It was explicit. It was explicit. It was not this podcast. It was explicit. It was, <laughs> it was actual explicit. Um, where can people... Uh, see, you mentioned Cocky Boys, but where else um, can people Social media, find that kind you? of thing. Well, social media always on Twitter, Calvin Banks, XXX, and Instagram, Mr. Period Calvin Banks. Awesome. Follow oh. me. I might follow back. Hey, hey. Oh. Um, like my photos are like your photos. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin Banks, thanks you, thank you so much for talking to us. We really, really appreciate your, your insights, and um, I'm beginning to appreciate your work. <laughs> <laughs> and, Subscribe. And, uh, pay for your porn. Everybody, pay for your porn, please. Yeah. Keep us floating. Uh, but it's it's really awesome to talk to you too because you, you just you you seem like such an awesome dude like uh, you know and I've seen your dick so it's I think you're the first <laughs> guest whose dick I've seen there we go I'm winning we're winning <laughs> no thank you guys I love I love I really love and appreciate what you guys are doing thank you so much uh, when David reached out and said this is a podcast I want to elaborate on this I think it's a great idea and I love what you guys are doing so I love that I now have a new partner on my long ass drive oh oh yeah yeah thanks. i had no idea and i'm so excited yeah thanks and we're sorry <laughs> <laughs> we love we love all things gay let's go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks so much thank you guys so much have a good day you too, you too. bye we talked to Calvin a little bit about some of the details about like the video and youtube taking it down and putting it back up so now we want to explore that a little bit more with you davy but before we do that, 
So I'm really sad. I didn't get to ask him the question because I forgot because I got like flustered. So I'll ask you instead. What does Alex Meekum smell like? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have a very professional relationship with all the people that we film with. So (laughs) he smells like everything that you could imagine and more. Yeah. Um, So before this video have you had any of your content taken down or anything like this uh, for your channel so yeah this has been like an ongoing battle that i've been having with youtube and this is the latest iteration i've never had something specifically like this happen which was that they locked the video they kind of have this whole arsenal of tools that they use to censor different sex content um so often my videos get age restricted i have had a few pull down uh but then generally i can appeal it and it gets reinstated um so it's this whole dance that i do and and i get it like my content it never really crosses the line except for the one time that i did accidentally upload a penis Um, (laughs) but it it does generally like tiptoe up to that line i know where it is and I, i i don't cross it but a lot of uh the enforcement you guys mentioned this is done by algorithms like it's not real people watching these videos and they definitely err on the side of being overly cautious and so anything that can potentially seem problematic uh they usually take some sort of action on uh the rate at which that's been happening has definitely escalated over the last couple years um so i think the direction it's moving in is 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 very alarming especially for people who value a free and open and fun internet so yeah i have heard about this more recently um of people talking about lgbt content getting removed um but you're saying even before I've been hearing at it at, about it just as an average person, like it, it's still something that's been happening in the background before this. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with brands, right? Cause like Google bought YouTube and then they started monetizing it. And, and as soon as that happened, like a lot of the fun kind of went out the window. <laughs> so they, the reality is like the Walmarts of the world, the Procter and Gamble's Johnson and Johnson, like they want to make sure that their videos, that their ads don't run against videos that are offensive. Um, and so there was an incident a few years ago where there was like Coca-Cola ads running against like Nazi propaganda films. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so a lot of brands pulled their money out and they were like, YouTube, you need to get your shit together before we're going to spend any money. And uh, they called that adpocalypse. And it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a pretty bad experience, especially for creators that rely on that income, but it really prioritized YouTube trying to figure out a way to, um, ensure that that brands uh, ads were displayed on brand friendly content but it it really caused them to step up their game with how they review and censor the content on the platform hmm. and it's had i don't rely on ad revenue because my videos are generally offensive and and ads are not going <laughs> to ads are not going to run on people putting sex toys up their butts and you know reacting to it or cooking with semen um <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, surprisingly, is one of the few videos that is monetized on my channel. Wow. <laughs> really? But like yeah. Betty, Betty Cocker? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. No, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't remember do, the question. No, but yeah. neither do I. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask an- another question. Yeah, sure. I'm here for you. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Well, consider if I want to do that. Um, oh, in... In general, um, I'm sure there are a bunch of them, but what are the general rules that you have to follow uh, to not go past that line? Yeah, so it's 
It's a it's a gray line. I mean, you can Google it if if you want to see how they actually word it. It's kind it's of still a like reading. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why we're in podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very gray, and it's like you know, hate content. Obviously, stuff like that falls into categories where people are being bullied. That content is all you know restricted from YouTube. When it's sex, it it can't be sexually explicit. You can discuss sex topics. Like I can show the face of someone getting a sex toy up their butt. I can't show the toy going up the butt. Hmm. Um, so there's kind of ways you can you can do the dance. And and for me, like growing up, I would have loved to have had a place where I could go and see gay sex, queer sex being talked about in a way that was like really positive and um, informative. And I think as sensational as some of the video titles are, some of the content that I create, there's always a good message in it. Um, and it tends to fall on the more educational side. And you do have a lot more leeway with YouTube when you're educating people. Hmm. Having said all of that. <laughs> <laughs> However, this happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having said all that, there are a lot of issues that still come up. When someone says, like, I want to tell this story about being abused, I would personally just start worrying about like, okay, am I going to do this right? Am I going to have the right reaction? Am I going to show the right things? Did you worry about any yeah. of that? Or Yes, completely. And this is part of what pissed me off so much about the video being removed. It's because it's like someone's really trusting you with their story to not just tell it in a way that that does justice, but to share it with the world. And, you know, they're kind of handing you this this thing that's so important and, and meaningful that they've poured their heart and their tears and their soul into. Um, and so I really take my job, like, I, I feel like there's a lot of responsibility there we had someone edit the video together and I felt like it was done in a way that, that really did justice to Calvin's story. And I was really honored and proud to share it on my platform. And then of course, 13 hours into me uploading the video, I get a notice from YouTube that the video was locked. Um, and the only person that'd be able to see it is me. So in the first 13 hours, I had like 67,000 views, you know, like people were, a lot of people clicked on the video and were engaging with it and sending emails both to Calvin and myself. Um, and quite a few blogs like picked up on the coverage and, and wrote articles about it. Uh, and then when you go to click the story, then, you know, all you get is a notice that YouTube removed the video. And to me, like, I know that this isn't, what YouTube meant. I know this isn't their policy, but it sent the message that stories like Calvin's shouldn't be told that, that yeah. survivors of sexual violence, um, you know, should be silenced. That's what it felt like. And, and having Calvin, you know, entrusted me with this really important and meaningful story. And, and then suddenly to have this happen to it, you kind of feel like, okay, well, I'm going to do everything I can to, to write this wrong. And it took, 36 hours of emails, phone calls, lots of emails to and tweets to get the video back online. And, you know, we live in a country where it's like, the reality is the video did not violate any of the community guidelines. I think it, the, the title was, you know, a little bit sensational. And given the content, I think YouTube's algorithms just aired on the side of ca caution. But like the reality is we live in a country where you're innocent until proven guilty. On YouTube, you're proven you're guilty until you're 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 proven innocent. And what they're not, in my opinion, really fully considering is what the impact is of taking a video down, um, even if it's temporarily. But the reality is if I didn't have a million subscribers and if I didn't have people that I could contact at YouTube, then that video would have never 
I, I really believe it would have never been uh, reinstated on the platform. It would still be it would still be down. Well, first, do you want to give any like specific names of people you talk to at YouTube? <laughs> kind of list them out, or <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, honestly, I mean, the response that I got from YouTube once the video was finally back online, yeah, you know, I could take a breath, and then I wrote a very strongly worded email about like this experience and creators voices being silenced and the message that this sends to victims of sexual abuse. And my, uh, I have a, uh, like a manager at YouTube, a handler. Yeah. And she wrote back, I thought it was one sentence. It was actually two. I took another look at it and it was basically like, you know, thanks for your feedback on the sensitive matter. I'll see if I can find someone in a department for whom your story has value. It was like, it was like, like, just so you know, like, we don't care we don't, about you. That's what I was going to say. That seems like maybe someone around here cares, but I'll have to look. Yeah, I'm going to look really hard to see someone that's going to care. And I was like, I want to talk to a decision maker, someone who I could like say, hey, like shit needs to be done. And, you know, these creators that are being targeted by this are the people who built your platform. These communities of queer people, people who don't feel like they fit in, you know, the marginalized people. Um, like we built your platform into what it is and you're more beholden to sucking, you know, the corporate cocks of these, you know, mega rich brands. And that's what you're interested in rather than supporting the people who made this fucking platform possible. And also like, let's take a step back from this. Like there's sex censorship happening on YouTube. It's happening at an increasing rate yet. We also just lost porn on Tumblr personal section is removed from Craigslist uh, on Grinder Now you can no longer upload pictures of yourself in a bathing suit or, or underwear. Oh really? Cause it's too sexually suggestive. I feel like we're living in the fucking handmaid's tale. <laughs> like, and, and, and everyone's just like so distracted by whatever the fuck Donald Trump is tweeting that like people are not and all this stuff is happening in slow motion. Yeah. That if, if, if it was all happening in one day, we'd all be like, oh, fuck, what's going on? But we're almost, like, numb to it. And I keep thinking, like, does anyone care? Like, is this fucking microphone on? Yeah. Like, are people, are people alarmed by this? It's the frog in the, bo- in the pot of water that gets put on the stove yes. effect, right? Absolutely. Doesn't, doesn't yeah. jump out until it's too late. Yeah. There was also a law that was passed in April of last year. I don't know how much you guys followed it. SESTA, uh, FOSTA. It, it's, I mean, it was supposed to stop sex trafficking. Yeah. The idea was that it holds platforms accountable, uh, like if it, if that platform is being used to facilitate sex trafficking, um, and it, really people who are a lot uh, more informed about the law than I am say that that's really why Tumblr and, Cra- and Craigslist um, changed their policies, um, and potentially why YouTube is being more and more restrictive. That like I think we can all agree, yeah, let's end sex trafficking. It's a bad thing, but there's with that law in particular there's been a real cost on internet freedom that i think we're just starting to understand like the implications of that so did you actually have to i know you mentioned that uh, so they said the violation was that the tags were misleading is that right yeah i mean that's like so they always have to come up with some sort of excuse for for why they took action and the tags which uh, i shared in my video uh, it was like calvin banks davy wavy himrose tv gay sex gay porn porn gay <laughs> like yeah. they, it, 
this was a gay porn shoot where we were filming gay sex and talking about gay sex with Calvin Banks and Davey Wade. Like the tags were all very legitimate. Yeah. Um, and even if you do a tag like gay porn, it doesn't necessarily identify that video as gay porn, but that the topic it's talking about is 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 gay porn. So, yeah, I mean that's that's the response that they give. I think we all know that that's not the reason why that video was removed. Um, so, did you end up yeah. having to remove those tags, or did you get to keep the tags when it went back up? I actually did remove the tags, and I and I changed it to like gay sexuality, and I mean I, I took out the gay porn tags um, just because I I didn't want to give like any more ammunition to um, YouTube. In hindsight, I I wish I had I had kept them up so, so that I could really advocate for the you know, the importance of having those tags, but I, I just didn't want to give them any more reasons to say this video can't be on your platform. Did they give you, when you were emailing them or talking to them, did they give you any other reasons other, what, did they stick to the tag story or did they talk at all about what? Yeah, no, it was just, it was, it was, it's the tags. You know, they kind of, that's what the automated system spit out and that's what they stuck to. And I mean, they also know that they're, they're communicating with me through email, like anything that they say, I'm then going to repeat on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, totally. So, you know, so I think they're very careful. And, and I was uh, chatting with a journalist about it and he was like, I would love to speak to your, um, your, your manager at, at, at YouTube before I shred them a new asshole in my article. <laughs> and, and, um, my manager said, Oh, we'll have any, any questions sent to press at google.com. Oh. That's like an email that they check a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's helpful. Yeah, good luck getting a response from press <laughs> yeah. at google.com. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you, I mean, are you worried at all that coming out so strongly, against youtube and saying things like they're sucking from the cocks of rich corporations are you are you worried at all about any backlash to that yeah is there gonna be retaliation uh i i don't think so because i think like if they did retaliate they know that it would just add fuel to the fire mm. and and the reality is i am a flea on the ass of youtube <laughs> like even with a million subscribers like like what maybe i'm like the eight thousandth most subscribed channel on youtube like they don't care hmm. um i don't think they care enough to to respond and i also think they have a policy of not responding because um when they do it just it just adds fuel to the fire yeah. um so i don't i don't think they're going to take any any action but also like YouTube is not how I make my money. It's through my, it's through Himros TV. So like, that's a, a, a risk I can take, right? Like if I was really relying on YouTube for ad revenue or as my sole source of revenue, I might be a little bit more um, apprehensive to talk so openly, but in the position that I'm in, I'm kind of just like, look, this is how it is. And I poured my heart and soul into YouTube for 12 years. And, uh, I'm really frustrated by the direction the company has, has moved in. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, do you remember when it was fun? Like, do you remember when the internet was fun? <laughs> yeah. Do you? Like, it was like on AOL hey, well, and messenger and I could chat with people yeah. and yeah, you know, I got email and that was exciting. Now it's annoying. 
you felt like you were part of like a community, right? You could find like people like yourself online and it was like, oh, this is this this incredible place where I feel hope. Yeah. <laughs> when have you ever felt hope in the last like two years in the internet? That's true. That's a great I, question, yeah. Like, yeah, you could go into chat rooms and not worry about like, is someone here to steal me? Is someone going to say I'm a faggot? Is someone going to like send me, you know... A vagina that I don't want like yeah no one even thought about that stuff yet and how is my like, data being like sold to uh, yeah. corporations so that I can be marketed against and like and yeah. and like who's gonna steal that and like is someone ha- yeah like no no it was fun so <laughs> well, last everything Goodbye, used to be internet. fun well um then to talk about the opposite is there is there any kind of like silver lining or hope that this is going to change no i feel like i feel like my like my my like my white bonnet and my red dress from the fucking handmade tale is gonna like arrive in my mailbox and like you know (laughs) yeah and we're all gonna say that yeah can can you make a gay porn version of the handmaid's tale (gasps) yeah what would we call it the handman's tale hand jobs tale Candyman's tale. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm not gonna. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's not the worst idea in the world. Thank you. <laughs> I wish. Not the worst idea in the world. <laughs> yeah. Worst things exist, right? You know, like I'm in this space right now where I'm just so so angry, and I'm trying to move into a direction of like, okay, let's channel that anger into productive action. So, like, if there are other people out there who who do give a shit as I do. <laughs> Um, presumably there's at least a few, like, what can we do to try to like affect some sort of positive change or influence things? And I'm just like starting to move into that space now and I don't have those answers. I don't know if there's legislation. I don't know if there's like, I don't have a seven step plan. I make videos about gay sex. You know? <laughs> yeah. I hear that I just everyone's allowed to declare a national emergency. That's what I hear. So I say we <laughs> declare our own national emergency. I yeah. really think that's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. What's our, what is it going to be? That's the internet used to be fun. That's our national emergency. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> um, porn for everyone. Mandatory porn. We'll fix yeah. this. That would be my first executive order is that porn needs to go back on Tumblr. <laughs> yes. I realized the other day that I hadn't opened Tumblr in like weeks. I have no idea what's happening. And on why there. would you? Yeah, there's no dicks on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I never go anywhere. There's no dicks. Um, <laughs> what are you working on now? What are, what are you working on these days? Like, it, what can you look forward to? Yeah. I mean, so I, I keep like as frustrated as I am and uh, in some ways exhausted. Uh, this work for me, whether it's creating YouTube content that's sex positive or filming gay sex and sharing on Himros TV. Like that is what gives me life. That is what gives me purpose. Um, so I am trudging onward and upward and we're filming a, a, a shoot uh, next month in Joshua Tree about being a better lover. And then we're doing another tantric retreat for porn stars uh, in Sweden this summer. So we'll do four more documentaries. Uh, it's about the four cornerstones of eroticism. So, mm. yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff and um, yeah, I'm just going to keep, fighting the good fight even if i'm doing it while wearing a white bonnet and <laughs> four cornerstones are, are are dicks and butts and poppers and lube right yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> nailed it <laughs> you don't need to go to that retreat mike you nailed already. him yeah. um <laughs> you are wearing you you've been 
wearing t-shirts when you talk to us you're now wearing a sleeveless one so you're giving us a little bit of (laughs) (laughs) i forget that you can see me (laughs) well the people that don't that show is just for us um Uh, if people want to see more of you or himeros where can they go yeah, if they want to see uh, more of me, you can just search Davy Wavy uh, in Google. And if you want to uh, see him roast, you just go to himeros.tv and there's free previews of all the videos um, and lots of good stuff on there for you guys to check out. Yeah, and your channel has both the video that we're talking about with Calvin Banks. Uh, you'll know it when you see it because of the title. And also... And, and who knows how long it's going to be up there. Let's be true. real. So You might need to get on it. it. Um, and you can also see Davy's emotional reaction to the video being taken down um, uh, also on YouTube do you want to throw in your gayest and straightest oh my gayest is that I'm I'm going to Key West tomorrow morning for uh, the first time which is also my straightest I've actually never been to Key West before (laughs) have you guys have you guys been no Key West no no I've been to Miami a couple times but um, not down there yeah, I figured I might as well go now before it's underwater. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just full of positivity. <laughs> we can see, this, I mean, this was really, re- how recently did this all happen? Wasn't this last, like, week. Oh, last week? Yeah, yeah so this week. is all understandable that you're still in the frustration phase. Thanks guys for, for having this conversation though and for talking about this. I know it's not like necessarily yeah. the juiciest or sexiest topic, I, but no, I, I think it's, it's super important. Like it's totally different scale. And we had a fight with, with Facebook over an ad that we did. Um, and... Where we actually, it was uh, when we posted a link to Himeros, they were, Facebook was like, yo, you should boost this for free. We'll give you a $5 credit. So I didn't really look to, look too much at the actual, I was just like, okay, $5, great. Free ads. Like, yes. You know, I'll right. take like a few or whatever they'll, they'll get for $5. And then that was fine. You know, it was $5, so it probably ran for like half a day and then that's it. And then later they did that again. So I was like, okay, on a different one, said, yes, okay, sure, we'll do this again. And then they banned my Facebook account. And I was like, wait, how the did, whole account? Yeah, yeah, yeah I can't. Yeah, like I, like, I, I can buy us Facebook ads, but Kyle can't. Because you're like logged in as your own name when you get. So I was like, wait, is this because like the most recent thing I posted was just about gay stuff, nothing else? And then I like have friends that I asked, and they said you posted a link to porn and promoted it. And I, <laughs> and I want to be like, well, thank you, thank yeah, you. For well, that. you know, <laughs> you got it. Was your idea? Five, dicks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you told me to. You gave me five dollars to do it. Like what? Right, right. Isn't that your fault? Like it's called entrapment. That's what they used to do with the urinals. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> George Michael, eat your heart out. The same thing. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. Thank you for talking about this. We appreciate it. Yeah. Under his eye. Under, Under his, his eye. Blessed be my fruit. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Okay. Are we back? I don't think we left. We're back. We're we're still here. <laughs> We've returned from being here. We played the break song. We did? Decontextualized. What is... And so now we're here. Okay. We've we, arrived. We, we've arrived. You're here. We're here. And let's do this. Let's smoke this popsicle stand. Yeah. Okay. So, so that was... I really like talking to both of them just about that one specific example of YouTube removing a video 
luckily adding it back up. But I'm going to tell you a little bit more about... I liked when he bragged about his above average penis. I know, right? It was very and nice. it's tr- I mean, it, like you, it's, I think that's a sign of a, like a... He, he wasn't like, I got a big dick. Like, you know, he was like... Yeah, it would have been hotter if he was be, like that. Oh, God, that's true. <laughs> Can you get choked through the phone? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or like... I mean, place the phone on my neck and (laughs) (laughs) sure. No, I don't think that's good enough. Okay. Great. So this has been going on. Well, I mean, apparently, you know, what we heard from Davey Wavy is it's been going on longer than I uh, realized, but um, a lot of LGBT YouTubers have been complaining about this, including Tyler Oakley. Every time I hear YouTubers, I just think of potatoes. Why? Because they're a tuber. Potatoes are called tubers. Yeah. Hmm. It's a whole like, you know, tubers. That sure <laughs> root root vegetables. <laughs> Just repeating the word doesn't help me. Like you know, tubers. Like that doesn't. Okay. Um, tuberculosis. Is that where it got it from? You tuberculosis. I've been drinking. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Okay. Tyler Oakley, who has seven and a half million subscribers. Yeah. Okay. What? Oh boy. That boy. What about him? I don't get it. Like, I don't want to piss him off. I don't want to start a feud. I don't want to, like, not get invited to the show. In case we ever meet him, I don't want to have, like, like weirdness or awkwardness. All I'm saying is I do not understand why anyone cares about him. <laughs> <laughs> why does anyone care about us? Like, it's... Have you watched his, like, YouTube videos? I, I, yeah, off and on. I've, I've watched, what I've are watched they about? some of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, n- uh, he... he it, it, it seems like his success has mostly been garnered by having really famous people on his show. Hmm. And I mean, that's our goal. Yeah. Is that true? What or you're not? I mean, I think we would be trying harder to land guests than we actually. <laughs> We'd be been. trying harder in general. <laughs> you think we want to be famous on our own, right? Yeah, or something, or something. Anyway, Tyler Oakley, we love you. Have us on your. Well, not YouTube channel, I guess. Whatever. He does a podcast. Great. It's called the Tyler Oakley Experience. That's not true. Um, Okay. And then other LGBT YouTubers, I don't know who these people are, but I'm sure they're great as well. Rowan Ellis, Stevie Bobby, and Neon Fiona. So they've all said that their uh, YouTube videos have been uh, hidden, demonetized, or age-gated. YouTube has said that it shouldn't be happening. Um, they, I didn't realize this. YouTube has a restricted mode, which is a filter that like schools or libraries can use. Basically, it's kind of like a safe mode that limits uh, some of the videos, kind of like a parental block. YouTube has said that LGBT content uh, should not be uh, caught under that restrictive mode, that it should be available to view. Mm-hmm. But way, way back in the infancy of the Internet, it was like 1993, 1994, something like that. We got Internet at the library at my high school and the town across the river from us is Toppenish. And for the longest time, it was a big old joke because you would go into the library and you would try to look up stuff like sports stuff, because that's totally I was absolutely into sports then. No, I wasn't. But (laughs) just work with me here. Uh, you couldn't look up anything about the town five minutes away because Toppenish has the word penis in the middle of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So top, pen- would- so we still call it top penis age. <laughs> um, and and it was just this like all of that. The moral of that story is filters are dumb mm-hmm. and can't actually tell you anything about 
the context. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, like the companies that like YouTube that get caught in these things, say like, Oh, it's a technical issue or like a bug or whatever. But then they like, that's something YouTube said in like 2017, they promised a fix for the issue that, uh, YouTubers were facing. We live in the future. <laughs> and by 2018, still nothing had happened. So like, I, I think it's an easy thing to nowadays just be like, Oh, it's the crazy algorithm. It's so, it's so nuts. It's just doing its own thing. But it's like, no, like we guide, like you are the one making the rules for it and guiding it. Yep. Um, and you're right. Like they're, they're stupid in ways like it's so crazy that like LGBT content is so it's assumed that that's somehow connected to sex. Like the idea, you know, that's, I think that's just ignorant straight cis people, right? Yeah. Like that's just, that's what they've been told. That's what they yeah. think. That's what they believe. They are fucking wrong. But why have facts ever mattered? <laughs> well, I, I feel like maybe the people that are like, make that connection, LGBT and sex, they might be the types of people that are so repressed when like the only thing they know of is when they search for gay porn. Yeah. Like, so in their minds it is about sex. Cause that's the only way they can think about it. Yeah. They don't have a community. They just right. have masturbatory fantasies that they in joy. Enjoy. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think they have any joy in their lives. That's why I was nope. stumbling on the word enjoy no. because oh. like their lives are awful. Being in the closet sucks. People yeah. suck a dick. It's great. Oh, it tastes so good. Okay. Um, so even a year later, 2018, still having the same problems. There was one example of uh, this trans YouTuber named Chase Ross. Um, he has 160,000 subscribers, and he had... I know that guy. Oh, yeah? We haven't met, but like, I I follow a lot of trans YouTubers. You and, follow a lot of YouTubers yeah. in general. You, that's a, um, he's, yeah, he's... Uh, I've, I just watched like part of a video, and he's like, he's super cute. Um but he said that he did uh, a test where he uploaded the same video multiple times. Oh uh, yeah. One of them. I asked Davey about this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just so moments ago, Kyle. The mo- mere moments ago. <laughs> it was. It was before today for us. Um. But yeah, like it, it. And I guess based on what Davey said, like he could be risking some kind of you know strike or something for doing that. But. It's like three of the same video. One of them refers to FTM. I think it says FTM transgender, something like that. And that's the one that automatically gets demonetized. And it's like YouTube says trans and transgender are not words that their algorithm automatically catches. But it's like really hard to believe that they're not based on uh, what this Chase dude saw. Yep. So he has had 144 videos that have either been demonetized or age restricted and it gets worse. Okay. The, like this, I, I, it's just so maddening. Um, he and many other gay YouTubers, LGBT YouTubers, uh, saw ads running. A common one was from the Alliance defending freedom. Well, I that like, sounds like a bullshit organization. I like freedom and the defense thereof. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a legal firm that is anti-gay, pro-religion, and among other things, they defended state-sanctioned steril- sterilization Good of trans God. people. Good God. So, Like, like Japan. <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh, wait, did they? Japan did that? Did, did we not talk about this on the podcast? I think we did. Am I supposed to remember that or... 
that that in, in that thing you told me in in japan the the, the thing about like uh you can get gender confirmation surgery but the sterilization oh, yeah, must yeah. be part of it that was the the bonus patreon content yeah okay i i guess i haven't listened to our own great okay um yeah what did the number one usa freedom for the troops alliance say <laughs> it's like it's can you imagine i can't even imagine being a trans i mean trans in general like a trans youtuber that suddenly finds out this super anti-trans organizations ads are running on it like that's just like the ultimate insult and you're so I'm mad insulting you're, my mic you're punching your mic um <laughs> youtube i mean it's it's so shitty when you read like what the companies say because they're like uh, we have policies against ads that incite hate and our uh, creators can uh, have the authority to like uh, block any advertisers they don't want. And it's all this like, you know, corporate lingo. And it's like, don't you like just at least recognize how shitty this is? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah so other, a lot of other people had like viewers grabbing screenshots of, I mean, I heard this organization come up a lot, but anti-gay uh, ads show up on their content, which is nutso. Nutso bazoinkers. Nutso bazoinkers. So I don't know if there's a, I haven't seen like a solution that's been like offered. Like uh, there's, you know, uh, from what I read, it sounds like everyone's just kind of in this, like they don't want to, these YouTubers helped create the platform and they don't want to leave because there's valuable information they're giving to LGBT kids who need like are not going to get this information from other places. So need this information. So they don't want to leave it, but yeah. Yeah. <sighs> they also have, you know, if it's their livelihood have hitched their wagon to like, they're basically a sharecropper, right? Sure. Exactly the same thing. How so? They don't own the land. They, they're just farming oh. it and selling the vegetables, which works out great until the landlord comes and says, you can't be on this farm anymore. Yeah. Wow. Very so such a powerful metaphor <laughs> that goes back to our our rural farming roots. Hey, I grew up on a farm. I grew up in the suburbs, so I don't know about crops. Great. Uh, okay, <laughs> I assume you have something to tell me. Oh yes, this should be brief. I think. Okay. Maybe we'll talk about it more. Maybe we won't. Gayish. Gayish. Okay. <laughs> uh, I did want to touch briefly on. The phrase freedom of speech, because I I think it gets thrown around a lot and people, especially when they're upset, like to throw it around. Mm -hmm. So the First Amendment in the United States of America, we have the freedom of speech. It is in the First Amendment to our Constitution. It only applies to the government. The government can't tell you what you can and cannot say. That's it. And even then is like, they, they actually can sometimes like you are not allowed to yell fire in a movie theater. You are not allowed during, you know, at a school to yell, I don't know, hateful things like there. Yes, we have freedom of speech, but like yeah, there's the, actually, it's not absolute. The, the there Supreme are Court has talked about the reasonableness of time and place as part of the yeah. rulings for, for the, the first amendment. But the point, the point is just because there is a, public-ish platform like YouTube, at the end of the day, it is a private company. It's owned by Google or Alphabet. It it is their thing. They can tell you what you can and cannot say on their platform. Yeah, they get to create the rules. It's not a government-owned property. It's not like, yeah. Yeah, if they want... Censorship is a tricky word. If they want to censor what happens, they absolutely can. 
and and they do in good cases sometimes when someone's violating a copyright or uh promoting you know inciting violence or doing things so like it's good that they're doing that sometimes i just think it's really interesting a number of i i can't think of any examples right now on this horse shit get it together mike Mostly it's in the space of like comedians who have said shitty things and oh, okay, let's, let's, we talked about him a little bit, but, uh, the, the fuck face that was going to do the Oscars and now isn't Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. Yeah. People talking about like his freedom of speech and how that's being violated and we live in a free country and all of that. Yeah, that's absolutely true. No one's saying he can't be a fuck face. Yeah. No one's saying he is not allowed to say those words. He's being fined or put into prison. Yeah. But he also he doesn't have a right to host the Oscars, right? <laughs> right. It's up to them organizing that, who they have and who they hire, and and contractual obligations aside, whether they allow it to continue or not. And I, I just think it's really, like people need to be really clear in this world where we're depending more and more and more on private companies that are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more powerful. We don't have protections from them. Yeah. I mean, that, the hope would be that at the federal level, we do. I mean, we have protections against certain areas like sex, race, national origin. How many teeth you have? I don't know. Certain protected things. Religion. You forgot religion. Oh, which religion. doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Did I, I forgot that religion was a thing for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful moment. Um, uh, so ideally, like the federal government would protect us in those cases. So big companies can't are not legally allowed to do things that are grossly like discriminatory but yeah they're private companies that can make their own decisions and policies and yeah i do think it's scary like it's great that a lot of big companies uh are so oh i read something that was like so many of the companies that have had this kind of censorship or whatever you want to call it um issues come up also have a hundred on the corporate equality index for hrc so it's like really interesting but it's kind of scary that yes, it's great. They support LGBT rights and, you know, tend to like even file, um, um, your friend briefs. Amicus. Thanks. Amicus briefs. I got, <laughs> they're like underwear you give to your buddy for Christmas. You'll like this. What? I'm your friend in Spanish. I mean, you're amigo. Amicus. It's the same Latin root. Oh, amigo brief. Um, yes. and where am I? This is, the most convoluted way to say what I was going to say. Like, it is scary. That you that, agree with me and it's awesome. <laughs> that everything Mike said is right. Um, and he's beautiful. Um, mm. <laughs> no, I, it's like kind of scary how much power they have. Like, yeah. although it happens to be going in our favor this time, it's like, I don't want private companies being the ones that decide which human rights they support and don't. Cause that's not, that's a, the power the government should have to protect people. Yeah. Especially when half the country has decided that only one source of information matters and they don't care if the facts are said. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Dan said it really well when we were setting up YouTube and any other company that has a communication platform for that matter has no obligation to anybody but themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not obligated to make money for YouTubers. They're op- obligated to make money for YouTube. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And rights don't they don't care about rights yeah. companies don't like oh god now i'm all worked up <laughs> i mean the the Co- companies care about making money period yeah. and there are lots of people who are lying to themselves and i think sometimes you're one of them that me like yes because oh. you're fiscally conservative in a lot of ways and, and you you have a lot of pro-business mm. tendencies That's that true. i i think i think would fall into this space 
just letting them make money and that that somehow like rises all boats mm. or is good for humanity. I, I, I don't agree with that at all. I don't believe in that at all. I, yeah. I think that, that companies are only able to exist because of social structures and, and those social structures should be to, to, to serve the humanity that creates them, not the CEO, the CEO, not the company as an entity, apparently as a person now yeah. under fucking citizens United, which is horse shit. <laughs> angry. Mike general general consensus from Mike right now is angry. No, I, I just hate Republicans so much. I hate <laughs> them so much and they're so full of shit and they don't care. They just continue to be full of shit and they don't deal with facts and they don't deal with arguments with any sort of logical consistency whatsoever. They believe in limited government as long as the government is limited to doing the things that they want done. Like, I fucking hate them so much. Okay. No, I don't. Hashtag not all Republicans. Um, no, well, okay. And they have a bunch of sheep who are complicit in allowing them to continue to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's what, like, the fact that in the Republican platform, marriage is a man, one man and one woman. Yeah, so people, even if you are, uh, you know, someone that's very fair and just happen to sway towards, you know, Republican beliefs, you are then supporting the political party that thinks that I am not equal. Yep. Um, but I was going to say, I think you're right in that, like, in general, like, fiscally conservative pro-business, I think that's where I started when I left school, because you learned that, exactly what you're saying, like, uh, everyone benefits when the company, I mean, we learned, very first thing we learned in our finance class, a the goal of a company is to maximize long-term ter- long shareholder value. That That is the purpose of a company it is to make sure those people make money off of investing in that company and the idea would be that with i mean this is one of the ideas in economics it's not actually true is the idea of perfect information like everyone has a perfect information knows everything about the company and what they do so that they can make the right decision so the idea would be if a company is so shitty and so like anti-lgbt that we as a society like LGBT rights and would not support that company. But in the real world, I mean, that's what I learned. Like as I got out of college is like, that's not true or possible. Yeah. And it's, and that's what has made like push me more towards. I, I like, I think businesses are helpful. They employ people, they help our economy, like all this good stuff, but they are there to make money and we need to make sure we, I was going to say control them. That sounds bad. We just, why, why, Sound, sounds bad, I meaning is, is Like, controls fine. them, like, I don't want, like, not like a, I don't, that, like, Regulates conjures them? Reg, sure, yeah, regulate. I like that better. Okay. Yeah. Great. What are we talking about? <laughs> Why, what, um... What, I got real mad. Did some yelling. Oh, uh, start, we started with the First Amendment. Oh, first, okay. The, the point is, at le- it, like, the First Amendment so, does not protect you against, like, the repercussions of saying whatever crazy thing you mm. say or whatever thing that you do. It doesn't protect you against companies that have a platform that you want to participate on from shutting you down. You have no right to be on their servers saying whatever crazy things you want if it's against their policies or their beliefs or their their feelings. And it is it, you also aren't owed like anyway it's just it's not a first amendment issue it's really not and uh, it seems like part of your point then is like youtube absolutely has a right to be doing exactly what they're doing even though it feels shitty is that what you're yeah hmm. see you're so good at saying things that i want to say 
I mean, but like, what is if you could change something that would improve it? Like, would you like have something? Would you want something to be different? YouTube can and is doing what they're doing right now, and it's perfectly acceptable because you're saying like a company does not owe anything to you. Are you? Is there a different way or structure, something that you would advocate for? It's a great question. I will not answer it. (laughs) (laughs) Is that just a question for all of us to ponder? I mean, I think... I mean, like I said, I think there should be federal protections around if a company has a blatantly anti-LGBT policy. That is not... That shouldn't be legal. Okay. Pew, pew, pew. Fixed it. Pew, pew, pew. Done. (laughs) Great. No, I mean, I I think think that there's a... um, there's a very tricky thing, economically speaking, here, because people will only flock to things, especially on the internet, if they are free. The only way that things can remain free is for there to be a revenue stream. That revenue stream most easily is advertising. Those companies are advertising on those platforms because they want consumers to buy their products. That means not pissing off their consumers. And 40% of the country still thinks that our president is doing a great job. (laughs) And so they're clearly idiots. You can't piss them off by having their kid accidentally see something that they don't want them to see. Yeah. So faced between looking out for the rights of people that consumers think are icky and looking out for the companies that are paying them. Of course, YouTube is going to choose the second one. Yeah. Of course, YouTube is going to take money from people and, be like they're and like block content that they that advertisers might get up in arms about yeah so some sort of subscription service would maybe fix it so that advertisements and and the whims of the consumer market wouldn't affect the platform but then things wouldn't be as big or as successful right yeah um you wouldn't have millions and millions of followers because millions and millions of people wouldn't pay for a $5 a month version of YouTube. Yeah. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com <laughs> slash gayish podcast. Now on a micro level, I think it does work, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I, I, and I, I think that's sort of, sort of the point we're struggling as a, as a, as a species to figure out how to operate at a macro level with each other. When so many of our social institutions are built on things that only work on a micro level, right? Like, like what? Wow. I, it sounded so smart (laughs) and I support you. Great. It's probably, it's probably true because you use the word macro and micro. So yeah, 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 yeah. Like Congress, right? There's 435 people in the house of representatives. There were many, many fewer than that in, in our, in our past, in parts of our history, but the number of in, but the number of representatives has been sealed at 435 for a really long time now. Despite that, our population continues to grow. So the number of people that are being represented by their representative keeps going up. And arguably, the higher that number goes, the less in touch that representative is. And representative Mm. democracy is supposed to be that everyone is represented, right? Mm. And anyway. Puerto Rico. Whoops. Except if you're Puerto Rico. Well, and no wonder we're not fucking fixing Puerto Rico. They don't matter. They don't have a vote. From a certain perspective. Yeah. Like not acting has like zero consequences to anybody in politics. Yeah. So why, why bother? 
is I guess we've decided Flint is also like a territory that we don't really care about. Yeah, that's a national emergency. <laughs> we might have gotten off track. Sorry. YouTube. Back to porn. Corporation. <laughs> I don't think we were talking about porn. Oh, okay. Corporations, you're mean. And let Puerto Rico have a vote. I think that's the summary of this episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. The core, core, core of my message. How about this? Yeah. These kinds of problems will never go away until we have an economy that has a human morality and ethical wrapper around it. And Mm. we don't have that now. The dollar is the only thing that matters. Mm. Until that changes, this is going to be the same problem it's been for centuries. So Socialism. (laughs) It worked in Venezuela. working in norway oh i read something about that yeah thanks norway thanks norway <laughs> 23 and me says that's where like a lot of my dna comes from is norway and they're getting so good now they can tell you like what parts of norway oh, so yeah, yeah what I'm, part of norway uh out like way outside of oslo like on the on the west side and um which is kind of interesting because like I want to go to there now just to see how stupid my ancestors were for living in a f- fucking frozen tundra-ass zone. <laughs> I mean, we live in Seattle where it's... Dark for dark 18 for... hours a day. Yeah. yeah, I get it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, sorry, we're off track. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Sorry, sorry for this episode. <laughs> we apologize <laughs> on behalf of us in this episode. No, it's a, like a, a very interesting topic that like uh, clearly we can get into like... They're... Wow. Yeah, they're really big issues at play that I didn't think we were even going to talk about. Yeah. You want to keep talking? No, let's stop. (laughs) Let's definitely stop. All right. So you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. (laughs) Let's take a break. And cry (laughs) about companies. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. You just go right into it? I'm ready, are you? (laughs) (laughs) So are we back? Go right into it? <laughs> we're back! We're back! Yeah! <laughs> Don't go right into anything of mine. Um, we're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest, but first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. All of our social media is at gayishpodcast. That's Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. YouTube. And YouTube. <laughs> Check us out on YouTube. <laughs> You'll love us there. Um, we d- as far as I know... We're not running ads there, so we're not getting demonized or demonetized. Um, and our Facebook group is a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of talking, and friends and smiles. Uh, Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/case/podcast. Our hotline: you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. Is five eight five five gayish. That's five eight five five four two nine four seven four. Standard rates apply. And our email address is gayishpodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, and maybe like rate and review us rate review and subscribe if you haven't yes if you haven't done the three r's we haven't mentioned I forgot a while about the three r's until somebody brought it up on the facebook group. yeah thanks facebook people for remembering things we say rate review and subscribe it helps us real quick i will oh. be once again appearing at the tasting room in pike Ooh. place market of seattle uh on wednesday the 27th at 6 p.m if you want to come and hear me play music while other people try to sing to it yeah sing like mostly like there are a lot of show tunes going on right mm, we were all over the it was less show tuny last time oh. in fact one person sang ave maria like which, an actual singer that c- yeah could sing yeah well and lots of pop songs was there any britney 
No, but Dan Dan did a version of Mandy that was daddy, and he got fisted. I got in Mandy, trouble. Mandy Moore? I got in super trouble. For doing what? For saying fisting a lot during singing Mandy by Barry Manilow. Apparently it wasn't I don't, family friendly or whatever. <laughs> I, I got censored. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know that song was about well, fisting. It is when I sing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we're oh. Gonna, well, oh no, we could, when we have a date, we should drop that later. Andrew Gerza, that's fine. Oh, yeah, we'll be talking to him at some point. I mean, we did, but you'll hear it at some point. Great. <laughs> that's the definition of a tease. Okay, gayest and straightest. So our gayest and straightest. Uh, my gayest thing. Okay. When you ordered food for me. Yeah. I got veggies and an English muffin. Okay, seems no, like a, those are fruit. Okay. No vegetables were on Fine. There. Technically, you're right. I don't know why I said veggies. I sometimes just buy the veggie tray and eat it because it's delicious. Anyway, yeah, I just got fruit and an English muffin. I feel like a skinny bitch. I mean, I'm not, but I feel like that's what a skinny bitch would eat. You didn't even use your Smucker's orange marmalade cups? Ew, no, I want the, um, like, strawberry or... Uh, yeah, the strawberry flavor. You probably have for the some. English muffin. You should have said something. Oh well, I just ate it anyway. Great. Also, I didn't use a fork. I just like popped it in my mouth. Okay. Um, like you do. Like I do. Um, the straightest thing is when I run out of underwear, or like the last pair of underwear I always wear is Star Wars underwear. Ooh. I have a pair of Star Wars underwear because one time uh, a company that was like coming to present to us gave out gifts and in one of those gift bags that I won was a bunch of Star Wars stuff, including Star Wars underwear. A little bit weird to get that at work, but I wear it. Yeah. Just, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why any of that happened, but. So, why was there Star Wars underwear for an adult man made? Why did it end up in a gift bag that was given away as a corporate (laughs) giveaway? Just the whole, I'm very Everything is wrong about it. I mean, you know there are people that want, like, grown men that want Star Wars underwear. That should yeah, be a surprise. Yeah, we know some. Yeah. Like you? I would wear some. I know. <laughs> Judges cast the first stone. Don't cast a stone if you're in a glass house. Okay. okay. <laughs> New idea. Uh-huh. We're going to make the gayish Bible. And y- where you're going to translate. <laughs> Like, like try to recount Bible things. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm just gonna, you're going to get real drunk, and I'm going to type. <gasps> it's like drunk history, but with the Bible. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I love it. Okay, great. And and Mary said unto everyone, "No, <laughs> I didn't fuck." <laughs> and everyone was like, "That's chill, Mary. We believe you." Okay, <laughs> do you want it? But, but, but why are your belly so big? But look at that belly. Someone got up in that. Coochie, <laughs> and Jesus said, "It's cool." <laughs> From inside her belly, is he? Oh, I guess he. But then there's like another one that's like God. Anyway, Mike, uh, you're, what's your? Oh, uh, you're talking about the, the Trinity. Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Go. Next. You, you do things. Okay. The straightest thing about me this week was uh, uh, just a little bit ago. Uh, Dan was like, "Are the Oscars tonight?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I don't know. Are they tonight? I don't do fucking do... care." Hosted by no one. That's yeah, but interesting. Just the fact that I had no idea when yeah. the Oscars were. I I didn't even really yeah. know that they were this week. I guess or yeah. next week. Whatever. Whenever they are. They're the twenty seventh. <laughs> if you care. No, twenty oh. fourth. I lied. <laughs> if you watch on the twenty seventh, you won't see the Oscars. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And then the gayest thing about me this week, more nervousness. A continuation of last time, 
my teledildonic <laughs> vibrator dildo. Your exploration. Yeah, I have. I neglected to mention that it's that it's it's teledildonic. That, that I bought it after our episode on sex toys when you were talking about oh. teledildonics and we had mom call in. So you like have a remote control that you. There's an app and I can give a code out oh. so that other people oh. can control my dildo over the internet. And I gave it to <gasps> one of our listeners. What? And so like I got remote vibrated. How was that? Last week. It was interesting, except I'd forgotten to charge it and it died. But <laughs> but, but started out great. There was lots of buzzing before it got killed. <laughs> it was buzzing fine and then buzzing buzz killed. Um, that's, that seems fun. It's like have someone else like... Yeah. 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 It was real hot. Thanks. And I hope it will be hot again. Charge but, it. Yeah. Charge that sucker. Charge that to your visa. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so that's it. That's A it. special thank you as always to Charlie Finn for the use of our theme music. Thank you to Calvin Banks's penis uh, and the rest of him for being on our show and to Davey Wavy for joining us yet again. Thanks to Don Cheadle for that t-shirt. Yeah. And thanks to me. You you thank yourself a lot thank here you. lately. Don't do it anymore. Oh, I don't like it. Okay, well, it's very prima donna. It's very Donald Trump of you, actually. Oh boy, I am the best host since <laughs> has ever hosted. Believe my me. words are the goodest words <laughs> that I can talk. <laughs> um, all right, that's it. That's it. This has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. Just not on YouTube. And hear me as I will sing. Hey, and by the way, do you hear what your words bring?